Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Midgar Minute, welcome. where today we've got more exciting discussions revolving around Final Fantasy VII for you all. But before we get there, Chris, the most amazing co-host in the world, hey. is with us today. Chris, how's it going, dude? I'm doing very well, Nick. Thank you for asking. How are you doing today? I'm crushing it, dude. And you know who else is crushing it? Uh, the Mosey Gang. Let me interrupt you. Not even just the Mosey <laughs> Gang. We've got a new Mosey oh, Gang. Oh, yes. In our friend Tone. Tone, who has reached out to us. Uh, we have we have sent you a link into the Discord. Tone, do look out for that. Uh, yeah, let us come know say if hi. you got it. Let us know if it works. Come say hi and hang out. Uh, but other than this new remarkable individual who's joining us, we also have... Scott, Kyle, AJ, Danny, Kevin, Jill, Brianne, Matt, Sam, Charlotte, Cameron, Garrett, Dan M, Ryan, Petros, Matt M, Tiles, Colton, and again, Tone to thank. Tone. What a list of legends in the Mosey gang. It grows ever longer. Um, it grows ever longer. But the soul so, still look, burns. The soul, <laughs> the legend will never die. Um, so listen. We're doing a little Rebirth Roundtable today. Yeah, There yeah. are a lot of theories floating out there in the FF7-verse, and we figured we'd bring a couple uh, to the surface and talk about them today. Uh, Chris, you actually hunted down the two theories we're going to talk about today, so yes. I feel like, with all due respect, you should be the one to introduce them. Yeah, so, I mean, after our last episode, talking about Sephiroth and Genova, and, like, what is the deal with them, uh, I was kind of in the mood to do some theory stuff. And I was like, you know what? I haven't ever since rebirth has been announced. I haven't really been looking too much at other stuff. Cause I kind of, I wanted to wait until we were at a point where we could cover a lot of stuff here. And this is going to be, you know, the first of many, uh, of these types of episodes where we're just kind of, you know, look, scour the internet for, you know, the, the internet's theories on what, what the hell's going on in Remake and Rebirth. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we, we wanted to, you know, have our, our, our first annual, first uh, monthly uh, ra rumor roundup. <laughs> I guess a rumor... Rumor roundup. That's let's call it the quarterly. Let's call it the quarterly rumor roundup. Even <laughs> if we don't do it quarterly, I just think it sounds good. Yeah, it does. Like, it kind of rolls off a little bit better, you know. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I did some digging around. I was looking for stuff because we know, you know, we we will eventually get to. Um, we had talked before about doing uh, like Sleep Easy uh, on uh, over on YouTube has made a like three hour long video that we will eventually talk about uh, at some point. And uh, there's some other, you know, Maximilian and, and some other, like, bigger names out there. But I felt like, you know what, maybe we should start, you know, with, with some maybe lesser-known people. And, um, you know, because I, I think they have a lot of fun ideas. But we're going to start um, with a, a, a fellow by the name of Peter Bites over on YouTube. And by the way, we are now uploading these episodes onto YouTube. So uh, if you would like to see these videos uh we will have links to those the videos that we're talking about in the description so um but uh we're gonna be talking about mr peter bites's video here um no way this theory is true my ff7 rebirth <laughs> wish list and theories uh in, in parentheses spoilers 
uh, which, you know, not really. It's And again, we, we'll have the creator's name in the description, too, if anybody wants to look them up for themselves. Yes, yes. Peter Bites um, with a, uh, that's spelled B-Y-T-E-S. Uh, you know, like a like a like a, like a mega bite, like exactly. Um, so, and he's brought up, you know, and like kind of like what the title is saying here. It, you know, he's he talks about a couple different things, but the this video was actually what kind of spurred me into wanting to do uh, one of these sorts of you know uh, rumor roundup sort of things um, because there's something. Uh, I guess I don't know. Should we just go in order of what what he brings up in the video? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think so. I think that'd be a good idea. Yeah. So the the first uh, first kind of theory that he has, which is <laughs> something that I have made jokes about on this show before, about if <laughs> if it ends up being this, I'm I would be very upset. But uh, he talks about how maybe we're all in a dream, and that this is all. You know, and kind of kind of ties in a little bit maybe to what we were talking about uh, in the last episode with Genova and what is what the hell's going on? Like what there's you know, and he brings up the Dreamweaver and stuff. And like I, you know, is not my favorite theory, uh, but I feel like you know there's definitely because there is so much that we don't know. There, like you can't really sit here and be like, I guess. You know, like, it, you can't just be like, oh, that's well, not what's going on here, you know? Um, I hope it's well, not. Well, I'll say what immediately, what immediately went off in my head is maybe a dream. Maybe it's the classic Final Fantasy time loop. But Aerith and Sephiroth kept their memories. Yes. Final Fantasy has played with that, played with that time loop trend, as we've discussed on this podcast, many times through its history. So it's like that whole idea of, like, a dream or a second lap or a repeat, like... There's something to that more sort of ethereal circumstance. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, that, that's all I would say. Yeah. No. And I mean, I, I, you know, I, I don't think it would be something where is literally like, you know, we're gonna wait, like the game's the the, the third game is gonna end, and then the ending is gonna be Cloud as a as a kid waking up in Nibelheim and being like, wow, man, what a crazy dream that was. No. If anything. What's for dinner, anything, mom? It'd be hit, it, <laughs> If anything, it would be him waking up at the end of Advent Children. And that this whole mm. journey, in a sense, was like that sort of process at the end of Advent Children of him losing the Geostigma. Like, maybe this, this is, this is the pro- remake is the process of Cloud's, like, uh, psyche sort of not only clearing his body of the Geostigma, but like sort of like his brain, too. I don't know. Trying to conceptualize this dream idea in a way that might work. Um, yeah. So and that I, that's just where that's where my mind went. Yeah, and I and I feel like there is definitely through watching some of these videos and and you know discovering people's theories, I feel like a lot of them are sort of centered around like what what are they doing with Cloud? Like what is you know like Cloud's mental state is sort of something that I feel like has the most potential. Uh, in Rebirth and in the third game of, like, they could really explore that instead of just having it be like, oh, you know, he's just blocking out his trauma or whatever, and then he does the whole reunion bit, and that's it, you know? Like, because we, even very early on, you know, when we were talking about that scene between him and Sephiroth at the end, uh, you know, at the the edge of creation or whatever, and, like, all the the shit that Sephiroth was saying to him, and being like, this, I feel like this is all very important. <laughs> I just don't know why. 
<laughs> and I feel like that's I that's a pretty good uh, summary for this podcast. I feel like there's a lot of <laughs> a lot of our discussions are like this is important. We just don't know how yet. <laughs> <laughs> Which is something that uh, Peter does bring up in this video of like that, that there's so much stuff that we don't know, um, but I, I do like his uh, the next thing that he talks about here is the the concept of like what is rebirth like what what does the title rebirth stand for you know because we know remake is you know can be a multiple like it, this is a remake you know in the game terms right but. I think that in in the much way that Rebirth is going to, I think, you know, talking more about the world itself, I think we kind of almost came to an agreement, I think, at some point, that Remake stands for, like, the, the this is whatever the timeline or some, like, things are being remade, you know, like, obviously going further than just, like, you know, the technical term for making a, a newer version of an older game, you know what I mean? And, you know, instead of it being just like a one-to-one remake, it's like they are literally remaking it. They are redesigning it. They're not just the game itself, <clears throat> excuse me, but the the story, you know, some of the characters and the, the plot threads and things like that. So it's definitely interesting to, st to start thinking about, okay, well, what does rebirth mean? Does that mean the rebirth of Sephiroth? Does that mean the rebirth of all these other characters that were once dead and are now alive? Like, is it a more literal thing of that, or is it maybe something a little bit more? Well, I mean, when I hear guys like... I think it was Nomura who said it. It might be Katase, but I think I'm pretty sure it was Nomura who was like, oh, yeah, players could start with Rebirth, mm. you know? Um, it almost makes me wonder if that's kind of the idea, too, where it's like, oh, this is, this is the FF7 that everyone's been waiting for. Not that Remake wasn't, but like we knew from the start Remake was going to be a very contained version of the experience. Like we weren't leaving Midgar. Mm -hmm. So we knew that some of the game's, you know, biggest features weren't going to be available to us. Um, right. So when I hear Rebirth, sometimes when I try to think of it from that fourth wall perspective, I think of the idea that like, this is them sort of like, this is, <laughs> not that Remake isn't the remake, but Rebirth is the real vision. You know? Right, and I think this, that's why they're telling you you can start there if you'd like. Yeah, because I, I, what I feel like based on remake and all the things that we've heard, like the devs say up into this point, is that it does feel like remake is sort of just like, all right, this is us cleaning the slate for what is yeah. to come next, yeah. right, and sort of be like, you know, not not necessarily trick us into <laughs> like a certain like it, it i feel like it could be interpreted that way of Dude, like the whispers the whispers were in the trailer barrett getting stabbed was in the trailer i, right. I don't understand anyone i'm sorry I, i'm i apologize if you saw that trailer you had to know that something was yeah that up. something was going on yeah yeah which i again i i don't i still don't know why <laughs> why you know whoever was in charge of editing that trailer was like yeah let's put this stuff in because then people be like what i mean that's that's well, probably honestly, why i think it was to cover themselves i think it, yeah to cover themselves so it's like hey you made it look like it was going to be the same game but when i bought it it was different it's like they can and easily now just yeah like, no, now they have plausible, the trailer, we let you know plausible deniability right where they're just like no i mean we put that 
Barrett getting stabbed in the trailer, and that didn't happen in the original. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the whispers. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah, I, maybe. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm very curious as to like what what their process they was for that. They let you play the you know? demo. They let you play the demo where you could see already things were changing. Right. Yeah, and it wasn't just immediately. And you know, and it's one of those things where I was, you know, going through most of remake. I had that sort of understanding that like things will be different, but. You know, just at, at that time, it was more like, okay, they're making the most of this opportunity because it's not, you know, like kind of like what we were saying on the very first episode where we're like, you know, we want this to be something different. They, we, we, we want to see them take different directions, but it was sort of unclear for a little while of like how far that was going to go. And then, of mm-hmm. course, you know, yeah. as time went on, you're like, I, I don't know. And then, of course, at the very end, you're like, oh, they're just OK. We're just completely <laughs> we're just the, we we don't know anymore anything. And that we've been in that state for the last two years. Uh, <laughs> so and we'll, and we'll continue to be for at least another year. Um, oh, yeah. But I wonder, um, come, coming back to um, Peter's video here, um, just the, the concept of rebirth, you know, I, I think, I want to say, because a- after our discussion last time, and a lot of other, you know, me thinking uh, behind the scenes here, you know, Sephiroth, I think it's probably more closely related to Sephiroth, or... I, I, but I, I don't know. I feel like whenever I say I feel that, like it'll be a multitude of things again. I think right. it'll definitely be it'll be a multi-meaning with Sephiroth, like you're saying. sort of thing. Yeah. yeah, it's not necessarily representative of one specific thing, um, because you know, depending on how far they go in Rebirth, you know, like, are we gonna get to reunion? Like the reunion? Like, is that like, there? There's there is a another video that we will talk about at a later date that posits a good theory about what the, what the ending of Rebirth is going to be, but I, I will save that uh, for, for that yes. time. Um, but the thing that I... The, the, the part when I was watching this video where I was like, I want I wanted to bring this up because it closely relates to what we talked about last time, and it's Aerith's fate. And, you know, we've talked before about, you know... You know, we, we think we I think we're both of the mind that Aerith has to die. Right. Because that is, you know, as as Maximilian put it, is the emotional core of FF7 as it as a game, as a story. Right. But. Mr. Mr. Peter Bites here. Says something very interesting and you know when we take into consideration because I'm, I'm I was when I was hearing all this my first thought was thinking back to when you were like why didn't why didn't Sephiroth kill Aerith at the very beginning of the game like he totally could have and you're you're correct if he was there we still don't know I still am like I'm not entirely convinced that he was physically there in that moment uh, but, but there was that physical touch though that's that's what's strange to me. But but you're right. It's listen. It's, they could pull anime bullshit. Right. Over, and so then forget, uh, forget I said anything. Yeah. He goes <laughs> he goes into um, the idea that you know Aerith may not die at the city of the ancients, but may die later on in the story, because you know we've talked about 
one of the most things that we've talked about on this podcast, I feel like, over the the entire runtime of it, is that what does the fucking seven seconds line mean? You know, and yeah. I love that the community immediately was like, oh, yeah, that it's seven seconds was how long it took Sephiroth to kill Aerith uh, in the original, you know, like fall from the sky and, and stab her. And I'm like, that's, you know, and that was something that I, that was like the most frequent thing that I saw, like at, right after that game came out and we, everyone had finished it and played my through it. My only problem, my only problem, and maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm wrong, but it's like, would you have to be pretty choosy about when you start counting? I guess like, so. Like, is it from the very frame? Is it from the very frame Sephiroth appears? Or is it from, like, from the time where his full body is on the screen? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think there maybe is some leeway there. Uh, the clips that I have seen have all just kind of... It's like, I don't think it was seven seconds exactly uh, on the like on the nose, but... You know, it was close enough to where you're like, okay. Hey, if it hovers around, hey, listen, listen, I live on, I live on crackpot theory, so <laughs> that's good enough for me. But the the thing that um, got me thinking was, hmm, because he uh, Peter bites brings up in here that, oh well, you know, we were wondering about like what what is Sephiroth doing? Like what what is he doing in this in this new story? What what is his deal? Why does he, you know, why is he sort of um, insinuating to Cloud that he wants, well, maybe not that he wants, or that he's, you know, saying like, hey, maybe, maybe you should save her this time, you know? And mm-hmm. I'm thinking, okay, well, because I thought about that too, of like, he's trying to, you know, bend, you know, he's trying to, whatever, whatever Sephiroth is up to, I believe that at the very core of it, at least, he's trying to redo the events of of OG, right? And and the subsequent uh, compilation stuff. I want to know what the control in his experiment is, right? He's trying to redo these events, but it's like, all right, what exactly is he trying to shift? Well, I you know? think because he, uh, it's brought up in this video that, you know, if Aerith was alive, she wouldn't be able to cast Holy. If she didn't merge with the live stream... She couldn't fully cast holy, right? So, if maybe in Sephiroth's eyes, if Aerith is alive, that means that he can win, because you know, if she, if you know, if she's dead, and you know, original Sephiroth may not have known that. I mean, I I don't know how he could have, but you know what I mean. Like, I, you know, if he if this is the Sephiroth that is, you know, has all the information. Like, we think that Aerith also has all the information, and maybe Cloud as well. Uh, <laughs> or, you know, maybe, hmm, maybe anybody connected to the live stream uh, has this thing. And the, the reason that we're only seeing it with these three characters who have a connection to the live stream. But the thing that was interesting the most to me is like, oh, well, yeah, I mean, that makes sense to me. That. You know, maybe if this is Sephiroth trying to, you know, rewrite history and or make a certain conditions to where he can, you know, achieve his goal, whatever that goal may be. But I'm assuming it's it's to cast Meteor and to, you know, ride the galaxy as the planet is vessel, blah, 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 blah. Uh, <laughs> that whole that whole spiel, which I'm like, it 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 makes sense. But at the same time, it kind of doesn't. <laughs> because, and even Peter brings it up here. He's like, why 
why would that be the thing? And kind of like what you were alluding to before of like, what, what, what conditions is Sephiroth trying to create here? Like what? What is he trying? What's What's the control? Yeah. What, what is What is it that he needs to quote unquote fix? Yeah, and I'm wondering because if obviously he needs to not die, but like you right, know, what right, exactly like he needs he needs that, the black materia, energy. and you know he needs you know, and as Peter puts in here, he needs the reunion to to happen, and yeah. he needs Aerith to maybe not be dead. Because we don't know if Aerith, if she was alive, if she could do it, because we never, you know, she dies. So, like, we, we just assume maybe that she wouldn't be able to cast Holy fully. Um, but, I don't know. Again, it's, we, we don't, we just don't have enough information, and it drives me <laughs> fucking crazy, because I'm like, this seems like a really cool idea, and would explain some things, and would be, a I think, a cool... I hate to use the term. I got, I got like a, I got like a, like a potential, potential brain blast moment. Okay. Um, God, but you know it's so funny. I always get tangled up in my brain thinking this shit over. Mm-hmm. Um, so fuck. welcome to All my right, life. All right. So you remember, remember when, remember in, um, I forget exactly what chapter it is, but it's the chapter where we go to rob Jesse's house as Cloud. We go with Avalanche in remake. Mm-hmm. Remember when um, you're walking with Biggs and Wedge, and Biggs tells you all about Jesse's theory that her dad is. Trapped in between, uh, like the uh, earth, like the planet and the life stream. Right. Like the so the soul is trapped. Maybe Sephiroth's creating these conditions. Maybe Sephiroth's creating these conditions that trap people there because now he can kill Aerith, and since she's trapped just like Jesse's dad, she can't cast holy. Hmm. Interesting. I, I, listen, it's peculiar that they bring up this whole thing with Jesse's dad. Like, it's gonna that whole thing about being trapped and yeah. not being onto the live stream. That's coming back. It's co- yeah, because at, at this point, if there's anything that we know for certain is that there things, no matter how ubiquitous they may seem at the time, are definitely like no, we're we're kind of like it, I guarantee you, you're probably a hundred percent right that like that's going to come back into the story somehow later on i just don't know how yet but i i i'm it's very and i maybe is it also maybe tied into his clones in some way because i feel like well i mean they're just kind of empty husks really they're not you know not really between living and you know dying i think they're literally just like hey we're you know we're just these mako filled skeletons walking around (laughs) in robes um that can be used as, you know, sort of conduits for whatever the live stream, you know, because if I mean, I'm assuming, you know, after our discussion last time, that like Sephiroth is, you know, fused with the live stream now. And is that that is just, you know, he and Genova, whatever, are kind of like how Aerith is at the end at the end of um, OG and I guess more specifically advent children and then zach makes his way there too which i always thought was kind of funny but also really like i mean i teared up when i saw that the first time but uh i just like i always like the that whole scene uh in advent children he's like i'm here too (laughs) yeah i've never been mentioned this entire movie but like hey guys i'm here too um but yeah i mean hmm Cause that's the the thing like we don't know to what extent like 
because we know the live stream, you know, is is the planet and is also the thing that, you know, is like the the river of souls, right? You know, the the whole thing of like, okay, you 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 return to the planet, you, you know, yeah. There's there there are other sort of things involved in the sequence here, that I th- am hoping that they'll dive more into, um, because I don't. You know, I don't have a photographic memory of everything in OG. Maybe they had discussed some of that stuff there, maybe when we're talking the Bugenhagen, but I, not that I can remember off the top of my head. Um, that's why I feel like they're, there's, they have so much of an opportunity here to, to re-examine a lot of these things. And, you know, even bringing things over like the cellular degradation um, with soldiers and things like that. Um, that I feel like is something that, you know, oh, well, that just recontextualizes a lot of stuff. Just having that and even and having mm-hmm. that, you know, kind of be tied to Crisis Core for the longest time is like been like, oh, okay, well, that was very pertinent to that game's plot. And that's pretty much it. You know, like we didn't really see it, you know, even in the other pieces of the compilation that came out after Crisis Core, we didn't really see any of that stuff there. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I totally think that there, there's a lot of room there for interpretation and, you know, once we sort of get a better idea of like, is, is this a live stream thing? Well, it's definitely a live stream thing that, that is that much I can say for certain. I just don't know how, (laughs) how the, you know, where, where exactly the pieces fit in, but, you know, Sephiroth, um, you know, sort of rewriting history to you know make sure that he can ensure his victory this time around which I still am not because when I start thinking about that it's like okay and we talked about it last time too of like well what is Zach you know did he know that he through doing this that he was going to bring Zack back and that you know these other characters that were supposed to die are now I always alive, wonder you know? I always wonder if bringing Zack back was actually Sephiroth's doing when he Right that's whispers. why I'm like I don't know like cuz that if it was like I don't see how unless unless he brings Zack back so that you know cuz if in case maybe as like a, a backup plan in case you know he can't break Cloud's mind you know, doing yeah. all this other stuff, you know, what, what would break Cloud's mind more <laughs> than seeing Zack in the flesh in front of him, you know? Um, which I, I believe a, the, another video that we're going to talk about kind of goes into that a little bit. Um, but anyways, I, 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 man, I just, I like the idea that Aerith not dying is the, is the thing that like, if that is the whole crux, because we've talked about, you know, said before, even earlier in this episode that her death is like so crucial and is sort of the the thing that is you know was propelling the plot I think or the latter half of the plot at least and was like the whole thing of you know her sacrifice was what was able to save the planet quote unquote even though it's not really you know it's not really you know like I mean it's kind of saved and then you know fucking Yuhu and whatever <laughs> Yasu and uh, mm-hmm. all those other guys came around like, nah, we're going to make it a little bit worse and here's also this Geo Sigma so it didn't really work. But then they ultimately did. I guess. Technically. Because we don't know. Well, Dirge, Dirge, I, I 
I don't want to think about Dirge <laughs> when I'm talking about like any of this, like anything in regards to this, because I feel like the Dirge storyline is so disconnected from the overall plot of FF7, like in a, in definitely more ways than one, uh, because I feel like it doesn't really it doesn't really attach itself to any of this stuff because, you know, we, at the end of Advent children, like this stuff was, that was kind of the, that was it. That was the definitive end of the FF seven storyline or so we thought, um, <laughs> because here we are again after all these years and they're continuing it big. Uh, you can't see me doing it, but I'm big doing big air quotes when I say that. Big air quotes. <laughs> big, big. Got it. I grew my fingers to make them bigger. <laughs> uh, the air quotes bigger. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I don't want to. I don't want to go on a whole tirade about dirge. You know my feelings on dirge. Everyone knows oh, my yes. feelings on dirge and how weird it is. It's on file. It is on file. If you ever want to go listen, Just scroll down. But. Um, Anyways, I guess we should we should probably get back on track here with uh, with uh, Peter's video. <laughs> um, yeah, I think the whole thing of you know him uh, potentially trying to steer Cloud into saving Aerith, and that you know maybe in Sephiroth's mind that is what it is. Like maybe maybe it is just as simple as that. Is like, well, if Aerith's alive, at least until the point, because like if she if she's alive beforehand, right? Like, if she was alive, maybe even up to the point where he gets the Black Materia. Maybe the, at that point, as long as she's not fully connected and melded with the livestream like he is now. But I I don't think... I think I think Aerith is a lot more connected in Remake than in uh, OG, uh, even after her oh, death. Yeah. Because if this... If, if the, the theory of that this is a completed you know if this is like a continuation of the story and basically like a do-over but everyone sort of knows like and i uh was reminded of that that affinity scene with Aerith in remake and how that whole thing is like that was the biggest you know like we had the little hints that Aerith kind of knows what's going on or at least like maybe not directly but even a little bit like she she knows something is up right and then that was the scene that was kind of like oh no you you definitely know shit and you're just not telling us anything i mean there's mm -hmm. shit there's even that line of tifa like hey Aerith, what are you not telling me <laughs> she says it she says it twice she might even say it three times yeah and it's definitely something where it's like hmm would Aerith? so if i tifa tifa must look at like cloud and barrett and be like do you guys not know she's just straight up fucking lying? Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't ask questions. Uh, <laughs> if it doesn't have to do with Marlene, I don't care. Or or taking down Shinra, I don't care. Uh, <laughs> but basically what I'm trying to get at is that is remake Aerith like potentially stronger than Advent Children Aerith or what she would be like at that point? Or I guess technically to, you know bring it down even more to like ff7 oh like og Aerith. i would say so i think it's one of the reasons she i think it's one of the reasons on purpose they made her so overpowered in remake. right She's yeah <laughs> they they had it 
see, bleed through the mechanics. Yeah, and I feel yeah. like it's definitely there are too many things that have lined up in a certain way that where I'm like I can't, I can't not see it. You know. Yeah. And there's so many things that are pointing to that. And then you know, Sephiroth being this weird like ethereal omnipotent force you know kind of just doing whatever the fuck he wants and then you know cloud getting visions of the future and you know things you know from you know Aerith's death to the plate falling you know the, there's so many things there that are mm-hmm. you know just it, it it's too convenient i think you know it's like it's too, too close to be like there's something, you know, like, I don't think this is a, uh, I mean, we kind of came to the agreement that this was a, you know, uh, this was Sephiroth and Genova hitting the reset button, right? Or, or maybe Aerith doing that, you know, or yeah. as, uh, or the planet doing it. Like, so somebody somewhere hit a re- restart button and then now you have these, at least these very, uh, these three characters, uh, of Cloud, Sephiroth, and Aerith having some sort of, and maybe because of their connection to the live stream, that is why they are the ones, at least that we've seen so far. Even though, I mean, this might, even those, who knows? Maybe this ties into the to the Roche theory also of, of like, uh, you know, because he is, you know, technically he's a soldier too, so he would, you know, have the sort of, hmm, uh, hmm. I'm sorry. I'm just. I'm thinking of. No, you're good. Because dude. no, I. I think. It, yeah. Because if Zach, Zach's a soldier too. And he has the Genova cells in him, so maybe. Maybe that's how he's alive. Because whatever happened, with you know whatever happened to get us to this point before we saw him, you know, come back to life. And then, you know, obviously the whispers getting gobbled up by Sephiroth obviously had something to do with it. But I feel like mm, maybe I'm getting a little too hung up on the live stream thing and like the Mako stuff. But it's definitely interesting to me that we've only ever seen this happen with these characters that are connected to the live stream in some way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because if, if not for the only t- but the only thing that really kind of throws a wrench in the works for me is that when they are uh when everyone sees Sephiroth when we're standing next to Genova. And then it's like, okay, well now Tifa and Barrett and Red see him. And it's like, hmm, well these guys aren't as directly connected to the live stream as these other characters. So, that's the only thing that kind of makes me second guess that sort of approach i guess um but yeah i mean it's definitely an interest it's something that like i I, one thing i like that we're doing this is that it's going to bring us in so many other directions that i hadn't even considered before you know (laughs) and that's that's the most exciting part to me but um i guess i guess we all sorry sorry to peter bites we should (laughs) We should, we should get back to his video and, uh, yeah, that, uh, it being, and like I said, if anyone wants to watch these videos and cause we're going to butcher them and, and trail off into all these other things. So definitely go check out their original videos. Um, and we, uh, but with that said, um, he kind of then goes into talking about, um, the open world stuff 
and how, you know, that stuff should sort of work and that maybe, you know, it won't be, like, we won't be traveling everywhere um, from the get-go. And, like, I mean, technically we could, you know, because if we go to Junon, you know, we could go there um, and do all that stuff. But I feel like, I don't know, I, and we've talked about, like, the open world stuff before. And it's very, like, there's so many different ways that they could take it. Like, if if things are going to go very similar to how they went before, it's like we're not going to meet Sid and get um, the high wind for a while, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, I guess, you know, we could... we. But we, you know who we're going to see a lot faster than that, and we technically have already seen, uh, is Chocobo Bill. Uh, and mm. I have one of my favorite mechanics from FF15 was riding Chocobos around. And I would love to... If 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 that was... It would be a crime. It would be an absolute crime. If that was... If we don't get to do that. Like, if I can't give Barrett his own Chocobo to ride around... I think that would be a crime. That would be a capital offense, some might say. And by some, I mean me. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I feel like there is definitely um, a lot of potential there. And I wonder if... Um, I wonder how they will implement that stuff. I... I, I don't... Hmm... Because there is so much that we don't know, and that's the 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 worst part about all these uh, having all these theories and and racking our brains is that it's like I, we just we just don't know, we don't know a goddamn thing about anything. Um, nope. But uh, I what we'll we'll come back to that because I, I think he does come back to that at, at, at another point. Um, but one thing that I feel like we don't we never really touched upon. Um, Rufus, and, like, what is his deal? Like, why can he see the whispers? Because that, I feel like, was also a very deliberate thing of, like, hmm, he can, he could clearly see it, and Sung can't see it, so Sung hasn't done anything yet. And as, um, Peter reiterates here, is that you can only see the whispers if you have come into contact with them. And then you only you'll see them again after that if you have are doing something to change your fate, right? Or I guess well, mm -hmm. your fate, and then I guess the fate of the world, I guess technically. And it's something that I had not really thought too much about, I guess, because there was so much other stuff going on at the game uh, at that point in time. But I think it is interesting that when during that scene of you uh, seeing when Rufus is like noticing them. They are completely surrounding Shinra Tower. And I never really thought about what that means. You know, because the Whispers, the way that we've seen them act up until that point is like they're very, they surround the thing that is about to be in danger of being changed, right? So, what is, like, what, what does that mean? <laughs> you know, I'm like, I'm sitting here, I'm... When I watched this video the first time, I was like, "Huh." I had not even considered. It might any have been about boxing Rufus in. 
keeping Rufus Well, yeah, I guess maybe because Rufus... the ones that could see him, right? Yeah, yeah, Rufus could potentially... I guess maybe he could have gone after Cloud and, and the gang after the fact. But, mm, I don't know. I do... Uh, Peter does bring up in here that, you know, like, you know, potentially Rufus had maybe done something, like, very big off-screen that we don't know about yet. And that's why, you know, like... Because, like, what, what triggered the the whispers to appear to him is like the only thing i mean i guess i'm trying to think uh cuz we don't i mean with rufus it's so weird because he literally just like shows up for a boss fight and then dips out and that's it <laughs> you know like he doesn't you know he doesn't really hang around we don't really see him do a lot so it's kind of hard to glean exactly what could have happened because seemingly from what we've seen so far Everything has gone to the original plan, right? You know, President Shinra died, and now he is going to be the next leader of Shinra. But, hmm. Maybe it has something to do with our good old pound... Good old pounds? Good old pals from the deep ground. Um, I was about to say, I was about to say, talk about what's different from the original, right? Yeah, so because now that we know that Shinra, not only, oh, obviously they know about Deep Ground, but they're, you know, we saw Scarlet talking to Nero, like, you know, as if they have, at least are like on a sort of, you know, you know, they like, they know them and they are like, obviously sort of their subjects, I guess, or, you know, they're, they're the, you know, they're under their control quote-unquote, even though mm -hmm. that very much doesn't seem to be the case by the end of <laughs> the DLC. Um, and they just seem to be sort of playing along until something happens. So, And, you know, we know that Rufus, you know, is a conniving bastard. Um, as much as I do oh, yeah. end up liking where his character goes by the end of everything, um, you know, after you know us just finishing Before Crisis, I feel like we did get a little bit more... Even though he wasn't like heavily featured in that game, at least yeah. it's not as much as I would have <clears throat> liked. Excuse me, um, but at this point in Rufus's arc as a character, I could see maybe him using. And as I, I believe Peter brings up here, is that maybe when we go back to Midgar, um, like the siege on Midgar at the end, maybe. Shinra is going to be extra buff and not completely useless <laughs> this time around. Uh, you know, fighting yeah. the weapons and everything. Uh, so, and and that's what I feel like. What have I been saying? I would enjoy that. I would enjoy that. It's like what have I been saying about ever since they included Deep Ground into into remake already? Like, what if they actually just like teamed up? You know, I mean, and maybe, you know, or. To some extent. Well, I mean, that's kind of where we end up at the end of the day, right? Like, when you think about Advent Children, Rude and Reno were very much on our side. You had a Rufus that was trying to redeem himself for the sins of the past. So it's very possible that Rufus... You know, if you think about the people whose fates, like, could use a change, Rufus. You know, he ends up yeah. literally, like, disabled in a wheelchair. Like, just completely remorseful for all his sins. Um, you know, it's not crazy to think that he would be one of the ones... That would not only change his fate, but have an interest in it. Yeah, and I think um, that you know, this like like us like I was saying this this version or like th this Rufus at this point in time, if 
you know, with Deep Ground being in the picture from the very beginning, he would absolutely, because, like, you know, hey, he has the Turks under his thumb already, right? And we know that. Yeah. So, you know, of course, now, now that he is the new king of Shinra, wouldn't it be in his best interest to use all these things that, you know, I'm assuming that President because obviously President Shinra didn't want to, like, do anything with Deep Ground, right? Or he just had, he's like, ah, they're just chilling down there. You know, uh, uploading Vice to the to the metaverse or whatever. You know, <laughs> make it, make turning Vice into an NFT. Uh, <laughs> but I think that you know there is the potential that Rufus will now use Deep Ground as just another arm of Shinra and not just have them be these you know castaways that are chilling underneath the basement. You know what I mean? And I think that would be really fucking cool because that means Deep Ground actually has a purpose other than being just hey we're we're the bad guys for now. Yeah. Where have we been? We've been here the whole time. You just didn't know about it cuz no one no one said anything. Um but yeah, I I think that's just me just being really hopeful that they, you know, as much as I don't like Dirge, I think Deep Ground and Vice and all, even even Azul, um, like they could have they could have been good, like they have the potential. I've I the thing that disappointed me the most about Dirge was like, man, this act, like these guys had potential, but they just had nothing to do in Dirge because they were like, ah, we're mm-hmm. you know eight ninety five percent of that game is exploring Vincent and his you know and uh, Lucrezia and all that stuff, which you know totally fine. Um, but deep ground, and that was my biggest complaint about deep ground, is that they just felt like they were there because we needed some dudes to shoot, and that was it, mm. you know. And it felt like I'm like, ah, I mean, I I want there to be, you know, I want to think of deep ground like, you know, because the Turks, you know, could you could argue that it was the same thing. Well, maybe <laughs> before Crisis made it seem like that a little bit more than uh, any of the other stuff that we've seen Turks in, but. Um, because there were all the other ones that we weren't even aware that existed, and who, who knows, may, maybe they'll come back and not. I mean, at the hey. at the very least, Cisne will definitely. I it, I'm locking it in right now. Cisne will return. I would be it. It would be awesome if Shotgun and the others eventually show up as well, or um, at the very maybe Verdo. Like, we were talking about it the the finale episode of, like, man, it'd be really cool to see Verdot again. And, uh, I mean, at this point, technically, well, I was going to say he would be dead. But, well, no, no, he wouldn't be. Because he was alive the whole time, right? Yeah. Boy, that <laughs> Sorry, I just reminded myself of the ending of Before Crisis and got very sad. Uh <laughs> 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 Go listen to that episode uh, to to hear more about that. Um, but yeah, I mean, and I was going to say, oh, maybe he also got brought back because, you know, this whole thing. I, I, I feel like we, we should move past it, but I still I'm I'm not entirely done with the idea of like Sephiroth doing this whole, you know, spiel and Zack and, you know, uh, Biggs and jesse surviving is just like um collateral damage right or not damage but you know it's kind of like a unintended consequence of of sephiroth's actions 
Holy dude, honestly, dude, you just kind of blew my mind. Very off tangent. Mm-hmm. So you remember when um, uh, what's her name, Kyrie is giving like this fucking like street news on the street corner, mm-hmm. and she says, "Oh, they uh, they don't care about collateral damage." Makes mm-hmm. you wonder, like, what was the collateral damage of killing Faith? Right, and that's the thing. That's you know, the, that's the one. The well, one of the many things, but like kind of the big main thing that I feel like is the thing that I want to know. Like, like obviously Zach is alive and that's huge, and Biggs and and Jesse are seemingly alive as well. And it's like, well, I love how they end it right at that point where like they give you that tiny little bit of stuff, and but then now it's like, all right, well, we don't like what what are the the what is the butterfly effect here? Like, what what is yeah. what is going on? And that that's the most frustrating thing to me. It's like it's just like I want. Just a little bit, just a little tiny, little tiny something. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, I definitely think that with Rebirth, uh, we w- we are definitely going to see the collateral damage of Killing Fate. And I think it definitely goes way beyond um, Zack being alive. You know, even though that for a lot of people is kind of like the the biggest thing of like, hmm. And we'll get into, we'll get into more Zack stuff. Um, yeah, but I, I do think that, uh, to, to, to bring it back to Rufus real quick, um, it is something that I think is also, cause I, I feel like Rufus was another character that just, you know, he kind of just came across as a, 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 a an annoying dickhead in, in OG of just like, oh, you're just, you're just like a, a, you know, a crazy you know, you just want to have everyone, you want to throw parades, you want to do all this stuff. I mean, granted, you know, he was, you know, wanted to go in a different direction from President Shinra, but at the same time, I mean, he didn't really get to accomplish all that much, you know, because yeah. the, the fucking he weapons came out. O- and... He kind of took over on the eve of an apocalypse. Right, yeah, he came yeah, into yeah, power, yeah. like, at the worst possible time, where he's like, all right, guys... You know, he's rubbing his hands together. He's like, oh, man, I got so many things. My fucking four-year plan is so fucking... <laughs> you guys, you just, you wait. And then, oh, yeah, mm, Yeah, the apocalypse is happening. Great. <laughs> well, <laughs> there goes my, uh, you know, plate rebuild... Uh, <laughs> my plate rebuilding... Uh, who knows? Maybe Rufus was going to do a bunch of cool stuff, and we just never got to see it because... You know, the end of the world was happening. You know, and then and maybe. Oh yeah, he's gonna he's gonna build the fucking Midgar Ferris wheel. Yeah. <laughs> in Walmart. Yeah. yeah, the 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 tilt a whirl, in. Uh... <laughs> yeah, he's gonna he's gonna have uh, fast pass. He's gonna introduce fast pass into Walmart. Uh, <laughs> a lot of big plans, but I mean, I don't know. I think, I think there's a lot of Rufus is one of those characters that is just absolutely brewing with potential, um, in this new narrative. And, you know, I, I, I'm, I just can't, I can't wait. I cannot wait. I literally, literally cannot wait <laughs> to see what, uh, what Rufus does here. And, uh. Also, another thing that I can I, I am absolutely excited for them to explore is Wu Tai, which is the next uh, part of uh, Mr. Bites's video here. <laughs> I almost I literally almost said Mr. Beast. 
Mr. Beast. Mr. Oh, God, Mr. Beast. <laughs> Well-known Final Fantasy VII fan, Mr. Beast. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, obviously with, you know, Yuffie being obviously a little bit more integral to the story, this or will actually be a part of the story instead of kind of like Wutai itself was also very optional in... Oh gee, you know, you could totally not, you know, like you. Th- there are people out there who played FF Seven back in the day and just didn't even know who Yuffie was. They're like, who? Oh, that random NPC that stole all my shit in the forest. <laughs> Wait, she could join the. It's party? like, oh, she like. I remember hearing about Yuffie back then and being like, "Wait, what?" Like that, huh? Because I remember seeing like pictures of her, and I'm like, "Who is this person? I don't know who this person is." And I would see like, yeah, Vincent's a lot easier to find than Yuffie is. Yeah, yeah, and it's a lot, you know, something that you know, I'm. It makes me super excited to see what they do with Vincent too, because obviously with the dirge and stuff and all the like, there is stuff there to tell for Vincent. But due to Yuffie and Vincent being optional characters, I'm sure that they didn't really like want to commit too much. And put and have them be like real characters, really, because if you could entirely, you could miss them entirely and not know about them at all. You know, they don't want to have an entire, you know, character with a, you know, a big ass. You know, you know what I mean? Like, it just seems like a lot yeah. of stuff that they probably didn't want to put in because, you know, they're like, ah, oh, well, there's a potential that a good portion of the player base will not even see any of this content. So, <laughs> you know, maybe not. But with all this stuff that we have going on now, they have a chance to reintroduce. I mean, we have already. Wu Tai has been. I, I was thoroughly surprised how much Wu Tai was brought up in remake, uh, bef- even before Yuffie came into the picture. Oh yeah. And how they're sort of setting Wu Tai up to be like this big important, you know, faction in whatever the hell's going on. I mean, obviously, you know, Shinra using it as like, yeah, you know, they're just a, you know. They are the enemy, and no one, no one trusts Wu Tai, and you know, and we, and I like that they explored that uh, from the opposite direction with Yuffie of being like, oh, you, you guys from Midgar are all fucking weird, and your place stinks, and y'all, you're all just like closed-minded assholes, and it, it turns out that Yuffie was the closed-minded asshole, but you know, she mm-hmm. was, she will learn to love again, uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, Mister, I, I. I I got I just got I'm just going to call you Peter. <laughs> Peter. I'm not going to not going to do Mr. Mr. Bite cuz I just want to say Mr. Bite. <laughs> um you know, he brings up that it would be cool to see um you know, uh, cuz we didn't really the only real aside from OG like the only other time that we see Wu Tai is in Crisis Core. Um he did bring up that you know, it might be cool to see maybe if there were flashbacks to the war and we get to explore the war. Um, the, the, the great Wu-Tai War, uh, a little bit, um, and see maybe Elmira's, uh, husband that was mentioned in Remake, you know, maybe, like, I, I don't think he needs to be, like, a full-on character or anything, but, like, you know, if we get flashbacks of the war and we see a guy who, you know, maybe has, like, a picture of her or something, you know, we maybe don't even have to see the guy's face, you know, but that'd be like, oh, that's, like, a, a cool little detail that maybe, you know, cool little, like, you know, like a like the Kunsel effect of like, you know, maybe maybe we'll never actually see Kunsel, but the fact that they mentioned him is enough. You know, 
Uh, although, I, I hope we get to see Kunzel. I hope he comes back. I'm sure he will, dude. What is what is he do? What's he been doing all this time? Maybe he's the one. Maybe he's talking. He's trying. Maybe he's plotting sh- shit with Rufus. Maybe Kunzel's Very a uh, maybe Kunzel's a double agent. And he was he was well. No, I think Chadley's the real double agent. But we've we've dude, done we've done episodes we've on done Chadley. Our deep dive on Chadley, yeah, dude. <laughs> and I I that am sicko. I still feel like that Chadley's gonna be super important going on in just in ways like like with everything else, uh, in ways that we don't know yet. But um, yeah, I think I think Wu Tai deserves a little bit of fleshing out. I would I based on the stuff that we saw a little bit in Wall Market, you know, because it's you know uh, Don Corneo is a weeb and. <laughs> Uh, designed his mansion and stuff and and sections of wall market around Wu Tai. Uh, I would love to see like what Wu Tai like just physically looks like and what their representation of it is in this new engine and stuff because I guarantee it would look fucking beautiful. Incredible, incredible. Yeah. Like at the very least, even if there isn't a lot of, I mean, there will be, I'm sure Wutai, instead of being an optional place that you go to, will kind of be a place that where a lot of story stuff will happen, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, now that we'll guarantee pretty much that Yuffie's going to be in the party, like, we will go there at some point, and there will be stuff. We'll, we'll you know, uh, maybe we'll see Yuffie's uh, drunk deadbeat dad. <laughs> And then she'll have she'll have her. Uh, well, he's in prison, yeah. which is like another. That's another thing that difference differentiates from the original. Yeah, and I think you know with them sort of um, alluding to you know Avalanche's ties with Wu Tai and uh, Wu Tai's uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. that um, you know they're they're definitely setting up Wu Tai to be a something that is more than just an optional place you can go to. You know. Oh yeah. And with the fact that there is the the greater avalanche still exists in some form, um, which, you know, is something that you know I was too sort of distracted by the end of Before Crisis to to really think about it. But that is interesting to me because there really wasn't like by the end of Before Crisis, like avalanche kind of didn't exist anymore, or at least not like that structure. You know, because, like, all the, the leadership, at least that we knew of, um, just wasn't there anymore. I mean, mm-hmm. do did we ever, did Elfie survive? I don't think, she, did she, did they ever say, did they even say <laughs> if Elfie lived or not? I don't think she did. No, I don't think she did either. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know if they explicitly mentioned it or not, which is... Wait, no, 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 I think she's in that final shot. Is she? I mean, I'll, I'll fact check that far. Yeah, fact, fact check, check that, that because I, I'm i just thinking of like, man, shot. I wonder if, like, did they really just do that whole thing and just be like, not even, like, poor Elfie. If that if that was the case where it's like, oh, she's dead, but but Verdot's alive, so, you know, because Verdot... Is, is it the epilogue or is it chapter 24? Um, It is it is uh, the epilogue. It's, like, it's one of the, okay, like, the okay. final scenes of the game. Let's uh, let's check this. This out. is very very crucial. Everybody, everybody, hold yeah, yeah, on. Yeah, I think I got it we here. need to know because <laughs> I don't remember. As soon as we finished that episode, I blocked that before crisis out of my memory, pretty much. 
Okay, I'm looking. All the Turks are there. Yeah, because I know, I know all the Turks were there. Verdot. Let's see. Doesn't look like anything is explicitly said. Yeah, because Verdot, I don't think Verdot, well, Verdot doesn't say anything, but I what? wonder. He says, what's the matter, chief? Hurry up and give us our orders. Yeah. That's what he says. So, anyways. I'm looking. <laughs> No mention Aval of Alfie. Yeah, so Avalanche, as we know it, uh, or at least as we knew it in Before Crisis, didn't really, um, doesn't really exist anymore. But we know that there is a proper Avalanche out there still, you know, through that, you know, the chapter where we are on the upper plate, and then, you know, we're with Nio and, what was that, Billy Bob and Polk. Those guys, even though I, I still think something's up with those guys too. I don't, I don't, I, I'm still like, even seeing just the, the little bit of avalanche that we saw in, in remake, I, I'm like, I'm not entirely convinced that there is a proper, like at this point, I mean, if avalanche did exist, it probably is just a bunch of splinter cells, you know, at this point, yeah, that kind of like, yeah, Hey guys, our leadership just completely crumbled. And, I mean, I'm sure there's probably maybe some, you know, there's, like, uh, more factions than just, like, oh, we have the main avalanche force and then Barrett's group off to the side. And then, you know. Yeah. I think, nah, there's a little more. And then, of course, fucking Zizia or whatever. Was that, was that was his name? Zizia? Zizia. Yep, Zizia. Which that motherfucker's definitely coming back at some point. And something hell, Something's dog. going on with that boy. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, uh, yeah, I think Wutai is, uh, definitely ripe for, for stuff, and I think we will absolutely oh, be heading there, and there will definitely be some more stuff there. But, uh, just to continue on with, uh, Peter's video here, uh, he kind of talks, you know, a little bit more about the open world stuff, and, you know how it, it kind of like what we've been we're talking about of we hope that it's not just like every other open world game where it's like oh hey go here and do this uh side mission for you know go go and collect me 10 uh cactar spines or something you know <laughs> come mm -hmm. back and i'll give you i'll give you an elixir um yeah i hope it's if they're like the, obviously the open world stuff will be there but i don't think or at least I don't hope that it'll be, you know, like, hopefully there, uh, I, I could totally see them doing stuff like that. Like, you have these little, like, side things that you can do, like caves and, and things like that, uh, like we discussed. But I don't think it'll be, like, Assassin's Creed, right? Where it's just like, here's this, you know, hey, <laughs> climb this tower and reveal more sections of the map, you know, that, that whole sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Or at least I hope not, because I feel like there there's definitely room there for that formula to be um, tampered with and improved upon. And if they do end up doing that, it will feel very lazy, <laughs> and I hope it's not. And as uh, Peter, you know, talks about here, um, that, you know, the original FF7 had great side content. You know, like the, the golden saucer oh, stuff yeah. and the chocobo breeding. And, I mean, hell, even everyone makes jokes about it. But that snowboarding minigame was uh, it, pretty cool. Even though I don't think yeah. we would... Uh, would we... 
Because that was after Aerith's death, right? That you could do that? Or am yes, I... Yes. Yes. No, no. You do the snowboarding after Aerith. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I distinctly remember yes, of yes, like... Yes, It took oh, me yeah. a second. It took me a second, but yes. Like, yes. Mm, my girlfriend died. I better go fucking... <laughs> better Snowboard. go rip this powder, yo. Uh, I, I, I don't... I, I don't... I'm not a snowboarder, so I don't... <laughs> I don't know what they say. I'm gonna gonna. I, mean, I think it's shred. I I'm gonna I'm gonna powder. shred that. That gonna shred that snow, dude. Uh, there you I'm go. gonna snort that powder. What? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, going. Uh, I, and I do I do like that. Uh, he also sort of goes into the stuff that we talked about last episode about what what is Genova's deal, what's going on, um. Because Genova obviously is going to be taking a much more present, uh, you know, presence in the spotlight, I guess. Um, I would say so. Because it is becoming increasingly prevalent uh, (laughs) that, oh, yeah, uh, Genova's not just, you know, this, uh, I mean, I don't, I feel bad saying it, but sort of like a plot device. Uh, in OG a little bit and is now becoming something a little bit more and I don't know uh, you know again I I don't want to I don't want to retread too much of our conversation from last time but uh, if you want to know our thoughts about Genova and and what's going on there please I implore you to listen to that episode Uh, so I won't really talk about it too much here um but he does bring up a interesting idea of Genova maybe using, um, you know, because we were talking about how, you know, she or it might be using, you know, Sephiroth as a sort of puppet, right? Or a sort of uh, a thing that is like, oh, this, I'm going to show this, uh, you know, as like, a, you know, him being like an imposter, almost, as he puts it. Um, and that maybe that there could be potentially other characters. Genova that, imposters lingering around. Yeah, right. Yeah, that, no, that was cool. And I'm like, yeah, that's a really interesting concept because I'm thinking like there, there's a lot of fun stuff you could do with that. Um, especially if, you know, it's like, hmm, like these characters that we think that are alive, like are they really? <laughs> are, or, or are they images, you know, like... You know, I feel like, you know, there is definitely, especially if, if, if Sephiroth slash Genova wants to break Cloud's mind, there's so many things like, hey, we could just show you your mom or, uh, you know, maybe Zack or whoever, you know what I mean? Like there, there's a lot of, I feel like there's a lot of room there, uh, to play around with. I would say so. And I think, uh, that was something that was, when he brought that up, I was like, huh. Okay. You know, and I I think we will see and he does bring up, you know, like oh it'd be cool to see the the battle that uh, you know, Genova fighting the Setra and all that stuff and I'm like, yeah, that you know, that again, that's another stuff. I'm surprised that we had, didn't talk about it last time, but that's something that I'm like, yeah, we didn't really see any of that stuff. We only really kind of hear about it. And uh that would you know, this would be another great chance to you know, see that stuff that we, you know, would be like, you know, oh, we just heard whispers and and murmurs about (laughs) this stuff, and like, no, we can actually kind of see it now. And, uh, yeah, I guess really 
the oh oh uh yeah i i just to just to because we do have another video that we want to talk about um sorry peter and i again i implore everyone to go watch uh peter's video um he kind of just kind of talks about you know exploring characters a little bit deeper which you know is something that I think we we both have been pretty vocal about uh, on this show yeah. many a time that it's been great to see um, them explore these characters a lot more and the fact that there are so many characters and even brings up you know Kate Sith and uh, you know it's like yeah as as much as I'm sort of like uh, for lack of a better word disgusted by Kate Sith uh, as a being. Um, I would be, I would like for them, you know, kind of like how I was playing around with the idea of like, oh, you know, I would love for them to make me not dislike Azul, you know, like I kind of, I want to like these characters. I don't want to hate any of these characters, you know, because I think when I really think about the whole entire cast of FF7, like there are very few characters that I just don't like, you know, like there's some that I yeah. maybe, there's some that I like more than others, but I'm never, there's not very many of them that I'm like, I just hate this person <laughs> or this character, you know? I mean, except, like, I didn't like Kate Sith because I just thought he was a weirdo, you know? And then, like, I like the idea of him being sort of a uh, a means for Reeve to be, like, a double agent, right? And all that stuff, and, you know, oh, yeah, I sacrificed him for <laughs> for the black materia, whatever. Uh, <laughs> that whole that whole thing, I was, like, I didn't feel anything when that happened in the original game because I was like, I didn't... I never had you in my party. You were just kind of there. And, like, with the big, you know, the big reveal that he was, you know, Reeve uh, in disguise. It was like, I mean, that's interesting. And I'm and actually, to be fair, the, the stuff that, you know, as, you know, Reeve became more of an actual character later on in, like, Dirge and stuff. I'm like, okay. It, you know, it, 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 there's definitely room for improvement there. And I think from the stuff that we've seen from the other characters so far, and especially even from the ones that we know a lot about and the stuff that we've seen with them so far, you know, I feel like they could do that literally for every character, every major character in this game. And I mean, shit, even, even Johnny, who was not even, <laughs> who was not even like a main character or even, I wouldn't even call him like a side character. He was just like in, in OG, I mean, um... You know, he was just, hey, I'm the, that, that guy with the sunglasses and the pink hair that walks with his hands in his pockets. And, you know, that that was just that. I, did he? I don't even think he had a name. Did he? Did he? I don't think he was called Johnny in OG. I could be wrong about that. But I don't. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't think he yet. was ever explicitly referenced as Johnny. But, like, the fact that they made that guy. A, an actual, like, legitimate side character that I'm like... I mean, Johnny's not a likable character, but, you know, you you, you know, I, I feel like I can't help but feel for him, you know? Because <laughs> he's just, you know, he's 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 obviously not the smartest uh, person in the room. He ain't the sharpest tool in the shed, you might say. But, you know, that he's got sure. he's got that, um, you know... Like a, a, like a, like a, like a, I was almost going to say like a puppy, but no, I don't want to take that title away from Zach. Uh, you know, he's just like a, like that lovable oaf. You know, you're like, oh, Johnny. He's the, vill he's the village idiot is what he is. Yeah. 
And that, you know, it's surprising how much he goes through and is still actually uh, kicking at this point. Because <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't really think about it, but like, man, he goes through a lot of shit in that game. <laughs> he gets fucking beat up in the Coliseum, and he gets... He eats shitty food, and his ass explodes. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyways, I... Uh, I think that there is there's so much room there for these characters and to, to make them more fleshed out and you know I think it's something that we have repeated ad nauseum uh, during this show. But I, I you know hey, it's the the reason that we do that is because it, it would it be really cool. But the thing <laughs> that I another thing that I saw this and that I immediately thought of you because I think you brought this up on a previous episode about. Uh, you know the the light and the dark world, <laughs> and that he he goes into this whole thing, which I, yeah, again yeah. I don't I I know almost well, nothing. Yeah, the, uh, the black the black live stream and the white live stream. Yeah, that's, and that's I know pretty much to. nothing about Kingdom Hearts, so I can't really speak to any of this stuff. But I do remember you bringing up this theory, sort of like in in jest almost of like. Oh, maybe it could be this, and then I just thought it was funny that he also had that theory. Well, no, as well. I mean, I mean, it's not so much a Kingdom Hearts thing. It's on, it's in the novel on the way to a smile. It's talked about that there's basically live stream white, which oh, is, is the that, normal live oh, stream as they okay. know it, that, all right. and then there's live stream black, which, in the way it's translated, <laughs> is very closely related black. to again what Jesse, what Jesse's theory is about her dad. Jesse's theory about her dad is essentially. Is very similar to what the idea of Lifestream Black is in the On the Way to a Smile novel. Mm. Yeah, and I mean, I think, um, you know, there's definitely, like, the the way that... There's so many different ways that it could go. And, like, I think it's a it's an interesting idea. And, you know, like, of course I could make jokes of, like, of the very little that I know about Kingdom Hearts and be like, oh, well, what if we're in... The Digiverse, or, well, it's not the Digiverse, but, you know, there's, aren't there, like, digital, aren't there digital copies of people in Kingdom Hearts? Am I, am I making that up? Digital, uh, no, yeah, no, there's, uh, there's, like, data worlds. Data world, yes, in the database, in, in the database, (laughs) uh, for all the ten people that will understand that reference, um, (laughs) <laughs> but uh, he does uh peter goes into um you know having all these crystals like the crystals in Bugenhagen's uh planetarium uh being the things that kind of and i he also kind of references final fantasy 3 which i i don't know anything about uh final fantasy 3 so i i will take his word at it uh that the you know a- acquiring crystals basically he's talking about acquiring crystals to defeat sephiroth which um sure uh i, I like i said i don't know enough about <laughs> these the games that he's referencing here to really have uh much of an opinion on it but it, it's interesting um yeah i mean i i don't Unless you have anything else to add there, Nick. Uh, I will... Maybe we should uh, move along. Yeah, I'm trying to, I'm trying to just uh, think um, if there's anything else I would touch on with this whole thing. Um, 
No, I think we've said everything we got to say. Yeah. Um, I think it's a great theory. I, I like that he brought up a lot of different ideas that don't yeah, necessarily all need to be true. Yeah, and it's not necessarily like this is um, this video was not necessarily, um, you know, it, it even, you know, says it in the title. It's like a, it's a wish list of things that he wants to see uh, or he thinks that he would be cool and also theories. So I like that it was a little bit of both, you know. Um, yeah. Even though they're, you know, like the things that he was talking about at the end where I was like, I don't have a frame of reference for this, but I, I appreciate your enthusiasm. <laughs> Peter. Yeah. Um, but yeah, at, like I said, you know, we'll have links to the, to the video there in the description of the, the YouTube video here. So, uh, if you would like to check him out and that video out, I highly recommend it. Cause I, again, I feel like I said at the very top of the episode, I was like, we're probably going to butcher <laughs> some of these just by spiraling off into our own tangents. But, um, moving on to the the next video that we're talking about um, is by a fellow named Subtext, and that's uh, SubTXT uh, on YouTube, and his video, What Will Happen to Zack in FF7 Rebirth? The Deep Ground Zack Theory. Um, and boy, oh boy, when I saw that title, I was like, I, 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 I don't, what does that mean? <laughs> and I think it was something that immediately caught my attention because Zach being alive is the is like the number one thing that a lot of people are sort of pointing at and being like this this you better make this worth it <laughs> you better fucking make this worth it you because better make this better make this you work, don't yeah. don't you bring this motherfucker back just to do some dumb fan service and uh, which uh, subtext does bring up in this video. Uh, a couple of times. I mean, we we won't. Um, I think with this video, maybe not necessarily go uh, B for B because he does talk about some other stuff and he does refer to um, other theory videos um, that we will probably skip over for now um, because we do want to explore uh, the things that he is referencing in the future. So um, mm -hmm. he does talk about like Sleep Easy's video, um, but I guess we'll get to the sort of the main. Um, the main theory here of like what what is the deal with Zach? And uh, I well, I guess we could kind of maybe talk about um, the little bit of stuff that uh, he's talking about beforehand about um, you know the whole thing with with Cloud and his mental state and like why why are they showing that off? so early and establishing that so early um and i feel like uh you know even like sephiroth being in the first chapter right and having the all that stuff there and, and introducing this stuff way earlier than i mean mm, i guess in og they do sort of sh show that stuff a little tiny bit like when you're setting the bomb up in the first reactor, like there is that little moment of, you don't really know what yeah, is happening. Yeah, but they really, they really play it up in the in the beginning now. Like you know, in, in the OG, Cloud wasn't having like specific image flashbacks of Aerith's death. Right. You know, which is something that he's having now that he wasn't having then. Yeah, and I do, uh, I do like that. Uh, the, this is also kind of an aside, but um, something because I didn't know about this because um, about you know obviously the whole theory is about like. You know the the two timeline theory and stuff like that. Um, I I didn't realize that the if there were 
you know, people are started referring to the Zack being alive timeline, if that's what it is, um, as the Terrier timeline because of Stamp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I just didn't I didn't know about any of that. Uh, I mean, I knew well. See, obviously- I, I I like subtext a lot because. I'm with him, man. I, I've never really seen this as being a two timeline thing. I don't yeah, know. and honestly, I, that's I, where that's where he got me paying attention. Right yeah, my my uh, I really do like um, his approach here. And again, like I said, uh, we're we're I think we're kind of just going to generally talk about it here. Um, but I, I again highly implore everyone to watch the original video. Um, because I think we're just we'll we'll we'll, we'll try to you know just kind of general uh, speak about this very generally. Um, but I do you know the whole approach of like you know what 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 is going on like why did Sephiroth have to bring us here at the end of you know why did he have to you know bring us to the edge of well not the edge of creation uh, the singularity right like why you know instead of just fighting us here. Like, why did he have to go to a place outside of space and time in order to do any of this stuff? And, you know, he even says, you know, oh, was it to fight the Whispers? It's like, no, we've been fighting the Whispers this whole time, technically. Well, see, this was actually, that to me, actually, there's a little hole in that theory. We can't hurt the Whispers in reality. Every time we fought them, we just bounced off them. Well, huh. So we oh, went to the singularity because that's where we can defeat. That's where we can actually impact fate because that's mm. where it actually lies. Fate, fate didn't lie in the surface realm with that us. That is true. It lied beyond the veil. So that's why Sephiroth. And yeah, he there. yeah he brought us there maybe so that we could fight the whispers and actually damage them, weaken them, so that he could absorb them. Yes. And I, it's funny because I never well, really. No, this, we talked about the. I think we talked we? about this a little bit on one of the most recent podcasts. It's like what he did with the whispers. That was his plan in OG, just with meteor and the life stream. Right, right. You know, yes, we did talk about crash that. Into we the did. fucking planet so that he could sit there at the center and absorb that life stream and all that power. Sort of the same idea. He just kind of he kind of uh, readjusted it and said, no, we we don't need meteor yet. Let's first do the same idea here, and I'll absorb fate. Right, right. And, yeah, as um, Subtext goes on to explain that that us killing fate, you know, basically, instead of creating two timelines, basically rewrites the, 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 the Remake. timeline. Mm-hmm. Remakes the timeline. Exactly. Hmm. Double this, meaning. This is where he got me. This is where he got me. Yeah, and I was just like, that to me, because I, you know, as I've said on previous episodes here, I was a pretty firm believer of the two timeline theory, because I was like, there's no way that they could possibly... It's an easy way to make sense of it. Like, right, yeah, it's like, how can Zach be, you know, and I think the whole idea of, because we still don't, the only thing that's still fuzzy at this point is like, where, like, is Zach still in the past or like this was another little and maybe i have this wrong but this was another little hole i had in his theory 
is where he's like, okay, so we know Zach goes back to Midgar. Mm-hmm. Where would he go next? The church. The but church. Where's the church? And Aerith's not there because she's out on the adventure. I'm like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. But but if but, he's bringing Cloud back to mm. Midgar with him, then Aerith hasn't left yet. Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm misrepresenting the theory. He said she would be up in Shinra Tower. Right. Because if... he would go to Elmira. Right. But, but the thing is then that because at the end of Crisis Core... I, I'm not entirely sure. Is it ever mentioned how much time passes between the end of Crisis Core to where we 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 would be at in terms of like the original timeline? You know what I mean? Like in in the original game, like I think we could figure we could figure that out. I feel like That's something that could definitely be figured out. But well, because we know. I feel like, wait, it, well, it's, it was five years, right? Because when Cloud... Well, five years from the Nibelheim incident to the first day Oh, and day. yeah, cause, and we, but the thing is that we also don't know is how long Zack and Cloud were out, you know, when they were being experimented on by Hojo. Which is the thing, you know, because they, you know, the Nibelheim incident happened and then Hojo took them in and was, you know, experimenting with them. And then they broke out of there and then, you know, shortly after that is when... Zack's last stand happened. So, and I don't yeah. think as from whenever that point was to now was not like it was only maybe a couple of days like between them escaping uh from Shinra and him doing his his final stand. So I I or at least it seems like it was maybe only like a day or two, maybe at most. But the, the, yeah, cuz the thing that because it's uh, it's so it's so messy. Like and, and not talking about subtext video. I'm talking about just the the way that they have laid out all this information for us is that because that scene with Zack at the end of intermission when he goes to the church and we are all thinking like, "Well, okay. Everyone is in this in the church weeping and crying and you know, if hmm because if it is the same, hmm, uh, yeah, no, I, it, I'm, I'm just, I'm trying to think of this actively in real time, <laughs> and it's. This is where this is where again this one random YouTube commenter on one of my videos sent me down a rabbit hole where I'm like, you know, this is where that whole live stream black thing kind of makes sense. What if all these people are mourning because they're just trapped? They're trapped in this little limbo. Mm. You know, maybe that maybe Jesse's dad is in the church. Maybe, but I'm thinking because like if it is, I wonder if anyone's actually tried to find him in there. Like if if it is a, you know, like what subtext is saying here of the 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 timeline being rewritten. Because we had uh, something that we had brought up uh, on an episode. I because I remember talking about it was. Us, Wee. us no, coming never mind, never mind. the the <laughs> the party coming out of the singularity. That happens to right? me about once a day, by the way. That happens yeah. to me about once a day. <laughs> yeah, that I I absolutely I I feel that. Um, but yeah, like the the you know because when the party is in the singularity, right? They are outside of space and time. Correct. What if they when they came back out? If it was. Ah, but now that doesn't make any sense because then, because Sector Cloud Seven is, is still the, destroyed. Cloud is the fucking Cloud is what keeps things from making sense. The fact he's going back 
to Midgar with, with Cloud. Cloud. Yeah, because like That's where throws, throws where does he put Cloud? Everyone's theory is off. Everyone's theory gets thrown off there. That's where people go. Oh well, this maybe only makes sense if there's two clouds, two timelines, which logically you. I see how people could reach that, but I think mm-hmm. that's too low-hanging of fruit is A. B, Final Fantasy has seldom, if ever, done separate timeline shit. Mm. B, they would be silly to make Final Fantasy VII more complex than Kingdom Hearts. Because the thing King- that... Kingdom Hearts has one timeline, and if that's going to be your, like, your your flagship convoluted title... You can't go and make FF7 even more convoluted than that. Right. The only the only thing that I'm thinking of right now, just off the top of my head, of how they could sort of skirt around that is if, you know, Zack is bringing Cloud back to Midgar, right? And while that is a... Occur- well, no, because we see him... Unless that was more of just like a visual metaphor or whatever of them, you know, because I was thinking, oh, maybe like once... Like that... Uh, Zach bringing Cloud back to Midgar was happening while we were in the Singularity, and then that Cloud that he's bringing back once the you know real quote unquote Cloud comes back into reality, that that other Cloud just doesn't exist anymore, right? Yeah. But as we see at the very end of remake, they you know cross paths as you know insinuating that that is happening at the same time, which is the the thing <laughs> that is a, a bugs me the most is that we the the time like we don't know time is the most unknown element here because if uh subtext theory here is that it has been rewritten like you know yes obviously like space and time and things like that are very weird and even um peter bites had had a, a bit in his last video uh that is like you know multiversal stories are can very easily fall to shit very fast. <laughs> so yeah. um, that's why I'm, I'm kind of more willing to latch on to the rewriting the, the one timeline theory. Um, the grandfather paradox. Right. It and it's back on itself. Right. And that's something like after watching subtext video kind of made me lean more towards that direction. Um, but yeah, cause then the, the, the whole thing of like the timing because uh, another thing that subtext goes into in this video a lot is like sort trying to work out the justifications for if Zack is existing in the same timeline that everyone else is as they're going to calm right yeah. what what is going to spur him to be on that same path as them because you know if you think about it like if Zach, you know, if you know, if we're going to be seeing Zach here, and he is in the world as it as it was, right, or as it is now, you know, what does he have? You know, like Angel's gone, uh, Genesis is quote unquote gone, um, Sephiroth is gone. You know, it's like he doesn't have, well, he does have Gongaga, and he does have Cisne, still. But, hmm, because, and he does bring up that, like, you know, theoretically they could, you know, meet up with him in Gongaga, because if you think, like, if he goes to, you know, goes back to Midgar, he goes to the Sector 5 church, and then it sees, oh, Aerith isn't here, okay, well, yeah, go see Elmira, and Elmira be like, oh, she's in Shinra Tower, because that's where... Elmira thinks that she is because that's where the party was leaving to go to to save her, right? 
And then he goes there and finds that she's not there. And he's, he's that Aerith isn't there. That President Shinra is dead. <laughs> and all this other stuff. And, like, there's this big uh, mulleted weirdo walking around. Um, <laughs> talking about uh, Cloud's big sword. And, uh, well, oh, hmm, hmm. I just thought I, I didn't I never considered this option, but what if what if Zach runs into Roche at some point? And how would that go? Oh, it's like Jesus. you've got a big sword too. Oh man, that would ah that'd be really cool. But <laughs> you know, then if you think about it, because then you know if Zach is uh, hmm. yeah, and and the the kind of how we were talking about before, like the whole idea of we don't know what the we don't know what the aftermath of like the the like the, what the actual ramifications of killing fate has done. Like we see little these little things like Zack being alive and Biggs being alive and things like that, but we really don't know. Like, and then we see no. you know Zack going into the church, but even then, that is the, the tiniest, the tiniest little window into what is going on, and we don't know how much time has passed. Assume, and we're uh, assuming that you know. He gets back to Midgar with Cloud. He, like, drops him off somewhere. And then is immediately like, all right, I gotta go see Aerith, right? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, p- presumably all this other stuff that we're talking about and that subtext talks about is all happening, you know, relatively quickly. And that, you know, eventually trying to get, a you know, a piece of all this and, you know, figure out what the hell's going on. <sighs> I'm just I the the whole aspect of like we just don't know timeline like timeline wise where where does this all fit you know mm-hmm. and like if it is a now we have rewritten the timeline like how can there be two clouds unless like I said uh, unless somehow that they are maybe will pull some sort of trickery and be like well they didn't actually cross paths as they you know were like as the party was leaving Midgar and he's coming back to Midgar and that was just more of like a you know, artistic expression of like a, a you know, a really cool ass moment <laughs> as it was, um, and nothing more. Which I mean, I, I wouldn't be too thrilled about that, but at the same time, it also would help explain a lot of stuff uh, that we are con- currently confused about right now. Um, mm-hmm. So I wonder. Hmm. Because, yeah, the, the, I guess before I railed off onto all that other stuff, um, him going to Gongaga after finding out that, like, you know... Because I'm assuming that, like, if he went back to Shinra Tower, people are not just going to be like, Oh, hey, what's up, man? <laughs> Haven't seen you all. Because, you know, he was wanted by Shinra, so maybe, you know, he wouldn't necessarily... Even though he does talk about him going back to Shinra Tower... I'm like, would Zack even do that? You know? Like, I mean, the fact that he's yeah. even going back to Midgar is kind of crazy, right? Because, like, in in Zack's eyes, like, he just, you know, he was on the run from Shinra, and he just killed a whole bunch of <laughs> their troops and stuff. And he's like, yeah, let me just go walking right back into the line. Well, he's got, but he's got to see, but he's got to see Aerith. Like, that's the whole that, thing. Yeah, you know? and then maybe once, you know, maybe he doesn't go to Shinra Tower in the end maybe he will 
you know, he after Eris or yeah, he might have the capacity to know like, well, that'll be a bad idea, right? And I mean, and you know, so to, maybe he sets something up. Maybe he starts working in the shadows. Yeah, I mean, Kunzel, uh, you know, <laughs> maybe maybe Kunzel will that that is a good reason to make Kunzel come back, and would be a good reason to name drop him in in remake, um, because yeah, I mean, if you think about it, like if you know, if he does go to Elmira's house. And she's like, oh, she's in Shinra Tower. He's like, well, okay, I got to go there and kick ass, I guess. And then maybe yeah. he will do that and then maybe run into Kunsul or something and be like, hey, man, uh, I don't know how you're still alive, but shit's kind of crazy right now. Maybe you should leave. <laughs> and he's like, oh, where am I going to go? Well, <laughs> you? Gongaga. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I kind of hope that they do that bit again. Because like they, I feel like I'm sure. I'm it's sure such a meme sure at this point. I feel like they have to. Um, They're pretty in touch with their fans, so. But um, uh, yeah, I'll give them the benefit. Of the I uh, yeah, I, I think that theoretically he could go to Gungaga and then he could meet the rest of the party there. Um. But yeah, that I mean, it does feel a bit convenient, I guess, in a lot of ways. Right. And I think he even, uh, Subtext even brings that up. It's like, it seems a little convenient for for yeah. that to, to occur in that way. And, um, yeah, I would think so. Um, but Because I'm thinking about it, and, you know, if Zack is going to meet up with the party at some point, it has to be done in a way that makes actual sense, instead of just being like, hey guys, what's up? And I, he even does a bit here... Um, where, you know, like, once Cloud, uh, you know, gets lost to the live stream or whatever, and then that would theoretically probably be the best point for him to join the party, and, uh, you know, for having, uh, if Aerith is alive uh, at this point, and having, you know, explaining to everyone, like, hey guys, he's, uh, he's my ex-boyfriend, and, you know, has the same moveset as Cloud, so, uh, <laughs> and then, like, that not being a good enough justification um for for that and i was like yeah no that yeah that totally makes sense to me but um yeah to go a little bit more into the the uh him going to shinra tower because i i kind of like skipped over that a little bit um he does because the whole you know the whole thing of this being the deep ground zach theory of him you know getting involved like like i honestly kind of like the idea more that zach is going to you know, he will eventually become, like, he will eventually intersect with people somehow, but through a, he will have a completely different story, basically. And, like, and he's, like, we'll still, like, we'll, role. we'll see Zach and he'll be part of stuff and he'll be doing things. It just may not necessarily be pertinent to, like, the main story, maybe until later on. Um, but like going, you know, going to Shinra Tower and, you know, we were talking about Deep Ground and all that stuff and how like that could be like, cause you know, is Sephiroth going to even care about Zack really, you know, in this, I mean, I'm, I'm sure obviously he's be like, ah, oh, that's probably not a good, idea. it's probably not a good thing that he's alive now, but you know, I'm too busy trying to, you know, split Cloud's brain in half and I like, do I really need to do that and then you know it does beg the question is like okay well then he can go to shinra tower maybe and deal with genesis maybe if he's there 
and I feel like yeah. Genesis, like we we were talking about, you know, how Genesis is gonna like Genesis is Zach Sephiroth in a lot of ways, um, or he kind of ends up being that uh, towards the end, and is more of you know because like obviously Sephiroth and Zach are um, pretty close, right? Like are they you know they they're not like the dynamic between Zach and Sephiroth, I obviously feel like is not the same as the one between Cloud and Sephiroth. And, you know, being that Sephiroth is sort of now being like this big, big bad, you know, in everything, and that he's doing this this crazy fucked up shit. You know, I think maybe somehow, I, I mean, how does Zach even find out about any of that stuff? Is the only thing because if he's disconnected from all the other stuff that's going on, you know, he's not just gonna stumble across somebody and be like, "Hey, so," you know, I mean, unless he met up with the party, or I think uh, subtext brings up um, them. Uh, you know, if he does meet up with Cloud, you know, maybe they meet up somewhere and they exchange information, you know, on all the stuff that they've learned throughout their um, respective journeys, right? And, like, that could be a, uh, you know, I think that could be a pretty decent way. And that's why I kind of was thinking, like, all right, I think that I like the idea more that Zack is going to have his own story of, you know, his, like, this is, you know, the continuation of Zack's story in this new world, right? And that he's going to go down this other path that I think ultimately will culminate in him joining the, the big fight at the end right and i think i had said something similar to that when we did our first like rebirth video video uh podcast um and that i think that you know because i was still sort of uh flying with the idea that there were two separate timelines right and that they were Mm -hmm. eventually going to converge at some point probably before the big fight at the end and that was going to be the the thing but if it is one timeline that that still theoretically can happen because like Zach is going is going to be completely disconnected because like there's I mean there are definitely points where he can meet up with the with the party right um but I don't think it's going to be something where he's just going to he's just going to be there he's just gonna be like hey guys what's up I'm also here um (laughs) you know I think it's going to be he will he will have a little like maybe Rebirth will focus maybe a bit more on Zach Right. Maybe maybe we'll, you know, as, you know, cloud and stuff, maybe like I think I could see it being like a split protagonist sort of game. Right. Where it's like we're playing as cloud and the rest of the party. And then we're also like switching between him and Zach and whatever his party may be. Right. Um, mm-hmm. which I would love if included Cisne. I mean, we've talked about we've talked about the whole like sort of dual party idea, before, right? And, right, yeah. You and know, I, it's I a think... good way to make sure no one gets left out. Mm-hmm. And I feel like um, uh, something that I could definitely agree with subtext here is something that I hope that does not happen is that uh, he comes in when uh, Aerith, like to save Aerith. As she's about to get killed, um, I would not like that. <laughs> not in a little, bit, not in the slightest bit. I don't think. I mean, would it be like cool fan service? Absolutely. But 
in terms of like because you know sort of the mission statement here that we were saying and, and that subtext was also saying is like uh to to a certain degree at least like if you're gonna bring zach back it better fucking mean something you know, instead of just exactly. to, instead of just it being an excuse for having this fan favorite character come back and have more stuff I to do. I could not agree more. Right, like that. That's more. that's something that I think that we can all agree with. Um, and I, I think, really, I hope. I just hope that they don't screw it up <laughs> because it seems yeah. like something like the more the more I think about it and the more like I you know I watch subtext video and and I think about it. And I'm like, man, there are so many points of of <laughs> like where this could crumble apart into something that is like not what we think it's going to be at all, you know? Um I mean I do trust in the process, but there are definitely a lot of points of uh structural integrity <laughs> in this plot that uh of potential structural integrity uh that uh, could be very weak and um I hmm I'm just trying to think, like, where else, where else could he go? Like, what else, what else could bring Zack together? I mean, I, Subtext does bring up a couple other, um, ideas. Um, you know, he, well, yeah, he talked about the uh, Bugenhagen and all this other stuff. And I think... The and oh, and also that like once Cloud, um, you know, does the whole reunion stuff, that that's when he'll jump in. And you know, I think that is a bit better of a thing of like, okay, you have a character here that you know is will probably function similarly to Cloud and is maybe a good, you know, that would be a good point to have that. And then maybe, yeah, maybe Cloud, you know falls to the live stream uh, and does all that stuff maybe halfway through rebirth maybe and then uh we could pay the play the other half of Zack and do like a i i i'm immediately regretting saying this but like do like a last of us part 2 situation where we oh we go forward as cloud or or we go wait you know cuz it's it's last of us 2 has I, I I hate that because the, the, the my biggest problem with that game was the pacing and the 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 weird like, uh, what's the staggered storytelling that they were doing in that where it was like we're going forward in time with one character and then we're catching up to where everything is at because like I guess technically we could do that like we could continue forward with Cloud and the rest of the party up until you know the point where that stuff happens and then we can go back and be like all right well now we see Zach's, you know, how he got to where, you know, and then, oh, but then that would mean that would probably be that he would show up around, like, the City of the Ancients and stuff, which I'm not, <laughs> which is goes exactly against what I was saying of, like, I don't want him to show up when Aerith is supposed to die, and then he comes in and is like, ha-ha, we see another Buster Sword oh, flying from you. a... <laughs> yeah. You know, we see a, a second Buster Sword uh, fly in from the darkness, and then, you know, he, uh, he, you know, he does like it goes like around like a boomerang, and then comes back, and then the Avengers theme starts playing, and uh, <laughs> then uh, yeah, uh, Zach comes in with Cisne and uh, Kunsel. 
<laughs> and the Turks. <laughs> Which I you know, something that I guess I had I didn't I don't think subtext really uh um picked up on or, or really talked about in this video. And it's like, yeah, if Zach came back that would um I feel like the Turks would have uh feel a certain way about that. Yep. Because they were I mean, well, Cisne obviously was was not down with it, and I feel like Olten, because I feel like ever since we, uh, you know, have covered all this other stuff, and like, man, Sung is like such a complex character now. I really don't know what he would do if, like, he, you no, know, like, either. would he would he still stick to his? Um, I'm gonna be a, a shit heel, or would he revert back to, you know? the cinnamon bun version of himself, you know, cause I, the leader of the Turks himself. Yeah. Cause like, I, I'm trying to remember cause in that, um, that last order OVA, he, he's the, he does call, he's the one that calls like, you know, like the, the, the order to, to pursue Zach. Right. And he's like kind of reluctantly doing, it. I feel like I remember seeing a scene like that where he's like talking on a phone and he's like, yes, I will do that. I might have to go back and watch that Last Order OVA. And, hey, if, if you listening, you've not seen it, you should. It's it was, watch. It's it a good It was pretty watch. fun. It wasn't not, like, a lot of new information per se, but um, it was an interesting take on that little bit of events that we didn't... Uh, we saw a little bit in Crisis Core, but not really... Um, you know, it's like, it's not... It's like supplementary material, but, like, not really, because we don't learn any new information necessarily. Um, but we do see the other Turks there from before crisis that show like they, they, you know, they show up and they're just like, Hey, we're standing here and we're cool. Uh, and then I think that was, I think what well, the last order came out right before or right around before crisis. Right. Cause I think that was sort of like a, like a precursor to it, or maybe it was right after. Um, but yeah, I mean, if they're, ugh, cause I feel like if, if they do do the thing where they like Zach is the, secondary protagonist uh in rebirth like that opens up so many things of that what we were talking about of they could bring back so many other these other characters and have like an actual sort of a good a better reason to bring back some of these characters like you know if the, if the other turks like had shown up you know uh, and just been like hey guys we're also here um <laughs> you know i feel like if it wasn't related to, you know, if it was just, like, the, in the regular plot, like, I mean, it would be cool, but it would also feel kind of weird. But, you know, if we bring Zack back in and, you know, we bring Cisne back in and, you know, he interacts with the other Turks and stuff and that, you know, I just feel like that opens up that whole sort of Turk side of things that um, I was very excited about to not get in... <laughs> <laughs> to eventually not get in uh, in before crisis, but uh, you know, could be a way for them to bring all those characters back in a way that would I feel like flow a lot better narratively than just <clears throat> you know having them be there, you know. But yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I uh, as as far as a uh, subtext video here, uh, like, like I said, I didn't really want to go too in depth um because i do i do want the the listeners at home to go watch the video and he also does uh he kind of ends his video with um uh stuff that maximilian says and that we do want to eventually cover uh maximilian's um 
videos and stuff and that he's done and his theories and things like that uh, in a separate episode. So, um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> go, uh, go watch subtext video. I mean, I, 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 at this point don't know, uh, what else, I don't know what, is there anything that you want to add Nick to any of the stuff that we've been talking about? I guess, you know, I think it's subtext, but I think both of them brought up like what's really fun is the idea that we could throw all these ideas out and it's hard to confirm or deny any of them. Yeah, and that's like, we, they we really have, have left it in. Yeah, that yeah, we're we're in that sweet spot where it's like there's there's so little information, but like so many clues and like hints at stuff that it's like all this stuff is very plausible, but could immediately just like you know. Like, as soon as we know what is actually going on, like, I feel like, <laughs> like that, like, there's so many different possibilities until the eventual one that we get, right? And that's, like, the yeah. f- the fun part of all this theory crafting and stuff, and, and that's, you know, what, you know, got me roaring in the last episode of, like, yeah, like, this is, you know, the anticipation of, uh, of all the stuff that could potentially happen, um, I think is really exciting, and is kind of the best part of stuff. And then I, I just hope it doesn't get to a point where we're like, oh, man, we have, like, these crazy expectations. And then it ends up being something a little bit more, um, eh, I don't want to say mid. <laughs> but, you know, have it be, like, not and not necessarily underwhelming, but, like, have it be like, oh, well, okay, I guess you could do it that way, too. You know? Like, there's something to just be like, you know. Um, because that, you know, before Remake came out, it's like we... We didn't know much. I mean, we knew that it was going to be basically close to what we know, but, like, slightly different. But now, the that that meter has been turned up all the fucking way, where it's like, I, I don't know. Like, they keep telling, like, the, they keep telling me that things are going to be the same story-wise, but then have all this other crazy shit happen, and I'm like, I feel like you're lying to me. <laughs> I feel like you guys are lying to us and trying to, I don't know, maybe, uh, or who knows, maybe they're trying to, uh, keep our expectations in check and, you know, have it be like, well, don't, you know, even though it seems like we're absolutely going batshit insane, it's not going to be as insane (laughs) as we may think that it is, you know, even though, you know, they say that and then, you know, cause I'm pretty, didn't, didn't one of the devs say that like rebirth is also going to be like follow similar story beats to the yeah, original Kitase. I believe Kitase came out and said Yeah, that. like they say that but then, you know, oh, but Zack's alive. <laughs> so, like it it creates this weird scenario where it's like, okay, well they're telling us that the story is going to stay and the the story and the locations that you go to are going to be relatively the same. But then there's all this other shit that we're just going to not talk about <laughs> and be super coy about and drive, uh, you know, podcasters <laughs> to, to podcasters insane about and, and, and many uh, people all over the Internet, uh, obviously. But, um, yeah, it just it's such we're in such a weird scenario right now where it's like. They're playing it so close to the chest, but are also sort of playing it off like, oh, no, it's going to be, you know, don't worry. It's going to be the same, you know. It's going to be close. 
But, you know, you can also play this game without playing the previous one. And, like, well, what does that fucking mean? <laughs> what, does, what does any of this mean? And that's the part that's, like, it's so... Uh, I have so much fun with, like, these theories and, and thinking about stuff, uh, where this stuff's gonna go, and then I just get to a point of frustration where I'm just like, well, I just, just, I don't have any more information to go off of, so you just, you hit, it's like, there's so many different paths you can go down to, but they all end with a massive brick wall, and you're just like, oh, uh, okay, <laughs> like, alright, I guess I'll go back to the start and then go somewhere else and get really excited as I'm running down this path. Oh, here's another... Oh. You know, that's what it feels like. <laughs> but, I mean, it's still exciting, nonetheless. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I guess... I guess that's... I guess we're probably just gonna wrap it up here. I think, unless... Do you have anything else uh, that you wanted to bring up there, Nick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only other thing, I guess... Um that I would bring up. Uh, actually, no. Let me think about this. Because I touched on it a little bit before. I'm trying to think of what I may not have... All, I guess all I would say is, I think the best way that Zach could be included is with a two-party system. I don't mm -hmm. know by what way you achieve that, but I just... I just We already have the problem of how you're going to play as every character. Or are you going to end up having characters ride the bench? Whereas, if you're going to mm. include Zach, he could be a good way to split the party up. Yeah, and maybe even... Maybe instead that, you know... We talked about the you know the whole Zach Deep Ground theory is you know maybe he's down there at Deep Ground with characters like Yuffie and Vincent that have a beef with Deep Ground mm. you know who are originally optional like and oh, considering that Yuffie well, yeah, and does... Vincent were optional it would be easy to leave them out not necessarily oh, leave them shit. out but it would be easy to omit them from the main journey and yeah you, because you could pile sub... them on with Zach subtext does you know bring up like that you know if he goes and deals with Deep Ground you know he's probably gonna have to deal with Sonon. You know, but you know that who is you know under Deep Ground's control. And then imagine you have a party of Zach, Sonon, uh, Yuffie, and Vincent. And Vincent. Ooh. Ooh. And Kate Sith. And Kate Sith, because now that can connect. Yeah. And then to, uh, oh, Shinra. oh my God. And now you oh have two parties. Oh my God. So yeah, there's. Yeah, you got two parties. You're you're always bleeding with the Buster Sword, no matter what. Yeah, so you the have. Game always feels like the game. Yeah. So you have the OG party that's following the somewhat same path, and then you have the compilation party, <laughs> basically, you know, yeah. that is doing all like t you know doing all the you know the tie up stuff between you know Crisis Core and Dirge. Man, I think you might have cracked it, Nick. I think you might. Maybe. I think you might have cracked it, and then you know I think that there could possibly be you know. Um, you know, crossover and stuff like, you know, certain, you know, certain party members are, you know, in different places or something, or they go somewhere else and, you know, they, we can swap them out maybe at some point. Um, or maybe that'll be more like a third game thing where we can sort of have like a, a you know, we can swap people out and stuff. And, you know, I, and subtext also did bring up having like, uh, you know, having you know oh zach can control another party when we're you know fighting the weapons or something you know or, or you know something like that where you know you can have you know this sort of like they're together but you don't like control them at the same time you know like you're like oh i'm zach's gonna be team b and cloud's team a or something you know what i mean and uh like that that opens up a lot of possibilities too but i think that is definitely more of like a third game thing 
to me at least. Like when it, because well, I'm assuming like the third game is probably just going to be batshit insane, and there's going to be a lot of shit happening. And I think that maybe that's when they'll fully, you know, live lift off the veil and be like, aha, it was going to be batshit crazy all along, and <laughs> we were just still trying to fool you into thinking that it was going to be just the same old Final Fantasy VII, but. <laughs> But man, I really like that Zack is the leader of the compilation party. That we have the OG party that goes, you know, along the same path. And then Zack has the compilation party. And that they deal with the deep ground stuff. And all, like, Genesis and all that stuff. Ooh. Ooh, that feels real good. <laughs> that, that one feels real good. Uh, but yeah, shit. Well, I'm glad you said that. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up because I didn't even really think about that possibility necessarily because I was thinking about the the two protagonist system, the two party system uh, of Final Fantasy VII, and I was like, well, yeah, I mean, Zach could, you know, he, you know, maybe Cisne would come back and fight, right? And she could be a, uh, mm, but then she's she uses the same weapon as Yuffie, so I don't know how practical that would be if they were both in the party at the same time, but. Maybe if Cisne doesn't, or maybe she comes back for a little bit and, you know, um, doesn't die, hopefully. That would be nice. And and maybe, you know, because another thing um, that uh, Peter Bites had brought up is that, you know, he thinks that maybe potentially when we go back, like, on the siege on Midgar, that, like, people, like, that's when characters are going to die. Like, that's when we're going to see... You know, like, and that's what I think, like, that's going to be, like, the third game. And, like, you know, the whole thing of, you know, we're going to actually see the ramifications of, of killing fate. And, like, character, I think that may be when they start doing, like, big character deaths and things like that. If they do them, which I'm, I, I, I'm of, of two ways about, because they, um, originally they wanted their to be more character deaths in FF7, but thought it was too much. So they just kept it to Aerith, you know? Um, you know, uh, Nojima and Kitase wanted to kill everybody off, but Nomura was like, make it just Aerith and it'll punctuate it more. So, I mean, if... I mean, if Aerith does survive, you know, the point where she dies in OG, um, I feel like maybe that would be the time, you know? Uh, during like mm -hmm. the big, you know, we're doing the big, you know, final sort of every we're starting to wrap everything else up and have the big return to Midgar and and all this stuff. Maybe that's maybe um, hmm, I don't know. Might have to stew on that one a bit more and, and iron it out a bit. But you know, I think I I am prepared for sad shit to happen <laughs> in. Uh, in rebirth and probably uh, I don't think I hmm, I don't know I'm still kind of caught up on like where like what is rebirth's cliffhanger gonna be right I mean that's that I feel like is almost impossible to guess at this point because we don't no, know I think I think Max has nailed it I think Max has yeah it ends yeah with cloud cloud kind of lose like the party being separated cloud kind of fucking losing his mind yeah and i like that and yeah. i'll i sort of alluded to it before but i will just bring up a little detail of ray kaufman uh had a video where um the final boss of rebirth is gonna be reunion cloud and i'm like mm, that's really fucking good 
<laughs> where we have to fight, you know, uh, Reunion Cloud at the end and have that be the big thing. And then, hey, that would be... Mm, that could be an interesting point if, if, if Zack came back in and maybe seeing Zack in the flesh causes him to really sort of, uh, you know, lose it and become fully under Sephiroth's, you know, control, I guess, right? And, hmm, hmm. Yeah, then maybe the third game would be, like, saving Cloud, you know, and having him, you know, getting getting him back from all that stuff and, and being like, hey, you're... You're only, like, mostly <laughs> mentally uh, traumatized. But we'll, we'll bring you back to an acceptable level of mental trauma. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I don't know. We'll, you know, I think we'll, we'll get there and, I, you know, we will we'll do more exploring in the, uh, in the field of uh, theories here. And, and we'll probably reconvene and uh, talk about these things again in the future and build upon them. And I guess it's also worth mentioning that, uh, you know, these, these videos that we talked about, uh, today were, uh, they came out, I think they both came out in June of this year, to, uh, 2022. Yes. Um, almost on the same day even, uh, <laughs> which I think that was, uh, you know, that makes a lot of sense, but uh, I guess I'm 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 rambling on at this point. <laughs> I I think I've ran out of things to say. Uh, other than, yeah, go watch uh, Peter Bites uh, and Subtext's videos. That there will be links to. Um, could could we put links to it in the like the pod like the pod just the podcast description? I guess I don't know if that even yeah, works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll have we'll have all their information in the description. Yeah, we'll 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 have stuff there. It'll be on YouTube and all that stuff there as well for for ease of access. Um, but yeah, I I guess um, was there anything else you wanted to bring up, Nick? Or you? No, I would just any other bangers you got in your back pocket? <laughs> yeah. No, I just, I, I would reiterate that, you know, check out these creators, subscribe to their YouTube channels. Um, I think some of the best theories on YouTube come from channels no one's ever heard of. So yes, yes. That's and what yeah, I would say. Show them love and, you know, if you go, if you go check them out, tell them, tell them the Midgar Minute sent you, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, with that, with that being said, um, do you want to count us down this time, Nick? I would love to. Are you ready for it? I am always ready. All right, let's do this. Three, two, one. Yeah, baby. Got it.